Hello, mothlings, ghouls, and creatures of the night. You must have been attracted to our light. You are listening to the Midnight Moth Podcast. I'm your host, Wednesday, from the band Pumpkin Guts. And this is my co-ghost, the Mothman, Molly Von Mothra. Hi. I'm sorry, that was a little robotic, but there was a bug trying to fly in my ear. <laughs> the moth ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> it maybe it was a moth. It was like, oh, you're talking about me. Who, <laughs> <laughs> me? <laughs> Let me buzz in your ear for a second. I have something to tell you. Oh, <laughs> uh, gross. <laughs> I had a cousin who got a moth stuck in his ear once. Oh, that's scary. I mean, not to like <laughs> freak you out more here, but yeah, that happened. Oh, oh Lord. No, this one, it left me alone. It didn't go in there. <laughs> it, was, it just came by and said something to me real quick and then it left. <laughs> um, so today is our haunting episode for uh, Haunted Summer Month, which is very fitting, I guess. But um, we're going to be talking about haunted campgrounds you know with summertime that's typically when people go camping a lot is like summer and I know like up to early fall people camp as well but um summer's kind of like your prime time to go camping and you have all kinds of different types of camping that people can do like in an RV or like the actual uh you know rugged kind of camping where you're in a tent and sleeping outside underneath the stars but either way, there is something just kind of inherently creepy, to, in my opinion, about camping. Because you're just out there and kind of, like, exposed to everything. Yeah, you're just kind of out in the wilderness. And you're surrounded by the wildlife. You're not anywhere near civilization. So, I mean, it is just kind of generally creepy. And that's why, like, you have, like, campfire stories and things like that because you're already in that atmosphere yeah I remember as a kid even I would want to go camping like out in my yard like just spend the night outside because I felt like it was it was like a creepy spooky kind of thing to do like where I could maybe see a a ghost or um, a cryptid or something like that that's not the main reason that people go camping I'm aware of that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know there's plenty of people who just go because they like being outdoors or like they do it because they're hunting animals or fishing or, you know, whatever. But um, that's for normies. Right. Yeah. I've never been a I've never been into to that. I like nature, but um, I also like the paranormal stuff a lot. So, yeah. Have you ever have you ever been camping? Actually, fun fact, I used to go to summer camp every year whenever I was a kid. And uh, we would camp there, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if you could really call it that because it wasn't like intense and stuff. There was this out in the middle of the woods of the campground, there was this big giant like patio thing. Yeah. And we'd all just like sleep in sleeping bags on that. Interesting. I mean, I guess it's still kind of camping because we still just surrounded by forests and stuff like that, but. Did you ever have any, like, ghost experiences or anything? Not that I can remember, but also this was when I was, like, nine. Nothing too spooky. Right. I never did, like, 
get to go camping as a kid or anything like that. I think the closest thing, and I barely even have a memory of it because I was super young. My my family got like a RV one time and I think we went camping maybe for one night or something like that. But again, I, I was real young and I don't remember it. And I also went once uh when I was like 19 and it was not a fun experience but nothing haunted happened like nothing paranormal happened or anything like that it just was boring because I went with a bunch of old people (laughs) I wish I was more outdoorsy like I like the idea of camping I just don't like to actually do it we were looking into going to uh, a haunted campsite to stay for you all that way we could do like an episode about ghost hunting or whatever while we were at a haunted campground but I was like I don't know how to camp and I've kind of equipment yeah like and I hate for my first like experience camping to be while I'm trying to also ghost hunt or whatever it just seemed unsafe to me It was a bad idea. Um. (laughs) (laughs) But we have the next best thing for you all, which is this, that we uh, rounded up some haunted campgrounds and we have some stories about those. So we can tell you guys about them. And if any of them are near you or you happen to be the top who does go camping and is outdoorsy, then you can go check these places out for yourself and let us know if anything happens. And we can live vicariously through you. (laughs) Yes, it's what I do most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) So my first campground, I was sort of surprised, I guess, when I was looking these up, that there was so many that were not in the Appalachian region and stuff, because I expected most of them to be either in the Appalachian region or in the South. And I didn't end up doing research on any that were out in the, like in the western part of the or whatever but there there are a lot that are out in the desert areas like in new mexico and arkansas and california and places like that but my first one here is gonna be big moose lake and that's actually located in upstate new york i don't think the first thing that anybody thinks about when they're thinking about new york is going there to go camping Honestly, I always forget that New York is more than just New York City. I mean, that that makes me sound really dumb right now, guys. But when I think of New York, I'm like, New York City, and that's all. Like, oh, yeah, it's a state, too. <laughs> right, well, it is a small state, and a lot of it is city. And the thing it is, you know, the thing it's most known for is being city. So I'm like, that's what I think about. I'm like, if I wanted to go to new york i'm most likely gonna go there to experience things i'm not used to which would be the city life you know like getting to go somewhere where if i want to go to a restaurant and eat at three o'clock in the morning i can do that because that's never been something i've experienced ever (laughs) i have experienced that do you remember having the waffle house here no I didn't well, know I mean, we you weren't one. missing anything, but that's the only time I could think of that I ate at three in the morning. <laughs> that's a story for another time. But yeah, that's I had a, a near-death experience and then went to the Waffle House and ate a grilled cheese at 3 a.m. Oh, my God. Yeah, we have to, <laughs> we've got to put that in an episode somewhere. I'm sure everybody would like to hear about that. <laughs> well, technically, it involved a haunted area, and that's where my near-death experience happened 
Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. We don't. We we've, we've got to. We're we're gonna leave you guys with that. So you're you're gonna hear this. And if you're interested, hit me up. I'll, I can tell you guys the story. <laughs> so Big Moose Lake is a, a really large, beautiful lake with the surrounding forest, and most people go there for hiking and the bike trails and just general camping. But it is also said to be haunted because in 1906, on July 11th, which I found uh, to be kind of serendipitous because that's just a few days away, that Grace Mae Brown was drowned in the lake there by her boyfriend, Chester Gillette. And he murdered her because she was pregnant and he didn't want her to have the child and he didn't want to marry her. But she was trying to push him into that. He knew that she couldn't swim. So he took her out on a canoe. And then he basically threw her into the lake and drowned her. Oh, my Um, God. Yeah. So not only did Grace die there, but, you know, her her child that she wanted to have died with her. And uh, this is a well-documented case. So it's like. You know, sometimes you, like we've talked about it before, like sometimes you hear about a ghost story in a place and there's no way to track down if it actually happened or not. But this is a legitimate 100% this actually happened. Like you can look up newspaper articles about it and everything. So with that tragedy being tied to the lake, I mean, I'm sure there's probably other things that have happened there too, you know, like our, as we always mention our country is full of tragedy and bad things you know that have happened in our history and stuff but people believe that it's her that it's a grace brown's ghost that is most often seen there at um at big moose lake and they will see her inside of the uh, covewood lodge which is a lodge that's located there at the lake some people report to see her actually like reliving her drowning like she's you know drowning in the water and like they'll see water splashing and stuff like that and then they also will see her face in the water like if you're just peering over looking into the lake her face will appear in the water oh that's scary yeah i would Um, probably die (laughs) (laughs) dive shock then you'll live in the lake oh no oh no (laughs) you'll be the new lake lady or whatever lake person (laughs) i'm a lake person (laughs) um whenever you said she kept reliving or drowning that made me think of when we discussed the different types of ghosts what was the one kind of ghost that like just kept doing the same thing over and over the ones that are stuck in like the time loop or whatever yeah like maybe she's stuck some kind of time loop where that was so traumatic yeah, I mean, that's very possible because when... What a we, hell that would be. Right, because, like, you know, we experience trauma from things that happen to us in our lives. But if you live through the trauma, then you get time to process it and find things that help you to process it. But if you die in a traumatic way, then you're just dead. You have to process it after death. And maybe you can't do that because you can't get the help to do it. So that's why you get stuck just doing that same experiencing that same terrible thing over and over and over again that's terrifying it is that's so sad too I, I her story is real tragic and i hate that i just hate to hear about stuff like that like that's such a stupid reason to kill somebody and it's just so unfortunate you know oh yeah absolutely it's i don't know it's just really sad 
Well, and I mean, honestly, old Chester Gillette there, he... (laughs) Chester Gillette. He was trying to prevent himself from having to live this life that he didn't want to live, but then he ended up having to go to prison, you know, for the rest of his life. So what good did that do him? I don't know what made him think he wouldn't get caught. I don't know. He should have just left her alone. You know, like if he didn't want to raise the baby or whatever, just break up he with her. the rest of the deadbeat dads and run away. Yeah. Go I out mean, for a pack of smokes and never come back. <laughs> I mean, that's awful, but like it's better than murder. Yeah. That's, that's the hauntings that happen there. And I got that information from Wikipedia and a website called Outside and also a website called Haunted Places. But as far as, like, actual, because we're not true crime, so I didn't get super into that stuff. But, like, as far as, like, actual information about the case and all of that stuff, a quick Google search will bring up all kinds of things like that. Like I was saying, like, there's archive newspapers and uh, police reports and everything that you can look at. So if that's something you're you're interested in, I'm sure you can find those sources out there somewhere. So the next area that we're going to discuss, um, I actually don't have a whole lot of information about this. Most places that are haunted, there's like a, you know, history connected to why it may be haunted well this one from what i could tell like didn't really have one all that i could find is that it was rich in native american history it said in this article that i read that there wasn't anything they couldn't find any valid sources to prove that any of these things happened so they just didn't list them okay so Basically, the only history that this place, it doesn't seem this place has like a bad history. There's just a lot of Native American history here, but it's just extremely haunted. Yeah. But there's just tons and tons of paranormal activity. It's Lake Marina in California, and it's a man-made lake, and it's a little bit outside of San Diego in Campo, California. And it's considered to be the most haunted lake in Southern California. So uh, it has like tons and tons of paranormal activity. activity. There's like a big campground next to the lake. And there was a actually a couple who were staying the night at the lake. And uh, one of the biggest things that are heard here is uh, footsteps. People hear footsteps constantly while they're staying here. So this couple was staying the night at the lake and they both heard footsteps, saw lentil i'm not sure what that is it said it was hanging on the door whatever okay. it is it's lentils are like a type of legume like a bean kind of thing so i guess they had these beans <laughs> hanging on the door and they said that they saw something like they saw them float up and then lay back down several times okay and then they also saw their doorknob turning and they could see out the window that no one was there Ooh, that's creepy. And then uh, lots of other visitors reported hearing footsteps around their beds inside of the cabins that are here and also around their tents when they're outside. And the creepiest thing to me is the reports of, uh, and it was several people that reported this, seeing a floating baby's christening gown inside the rooms of these cabins. Oh, my God. And there's also been several people all see this exact same apparition, and it's an apparition of a young girl who's wearing a floor-length white gown. 
and they've seen her all over the area. That's also creepy. So there's no real, like, history for why this place is haunted, and there's not, like, a lot listed about it, but apparently it's, like, extremely... There's just, like, a lot of paranormal activity here. I don't know. Well, I mean, if the land was owned, you know, originally, or, like, inhabited, I guess is the better word, by Native Americans then I'm sure that would explain a lot of it because the settlers, they were not fair in what they did to take land away from people. You know, it wasn't like, I'm going to buy this piece of property from you. It was like, I'm going to murder you and take your land. So, I mean, I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. The stuff about like the, the girl in the gown and like the christening gown and stuff like that makes me really curious though about what things might have happened there like maybe um after the settlers came to live there and stuff maybe they lost you know somebody lost their child to some sort of disease there or um anything really that could have happened because there wasn't a lot of good medical stuff back in the day so of course or the baby may have drowned while it was being like during its christening in the lake oh my god yeah that would be i mean that's uh, really brutal but that would be the scariest thing that could have happened i think like (laughs) um i mean you never know like because some of that stuff especially things that happened in the early days of areas it's hard to track down the exact things that happened and you said that lake is man-made as well so who knows what was covered up when it by what they dug up right so Because to me, I actually was going to mention this when I talk about my next location as well. Creating a lake or pond or whatever, I always feel like immediately causes some sort of bad energy in an area because you're like flooding an area that wasn't meant to be flooded. It's just causing like disturbance in nature. Right, yeah. But it does sound like, regardless of what happened, for some reason, there is a ton of paranormal activity there. And I bet that would be a cool place to go and, like, try to commune with the spirits and stuff like that. Yeah. My next one is Braley Pond, and that is located in George Washington and Jefferson National Forest in Virginia. So I did find my way back to Appalachia. For some reason, my brain thought you was just going to say it's located in George Washington. I was like, what? It is inside of George Washington. (laughs) You have to take a pill and shrink. (laughs) (laughs) No. You ride the magic school bus and you you go inside of George Washington. (laughs) And there's a lake. (laughs) It's on the left side of his stomach. No, anyway. Oh, God. That's funny. But this is considered to be one of the most haunted places in Virginia. The the area there is just as serene and pretty as any other national park. You know, there's trees and a forest and campground. And then, of course, the pond itself. To stay the night there and stuff, it's free. Like, you can just go there and camp. You don't have to pay any money or anything like that. This pond was man-made in 1965 so like i just said i feel that that brings bad energy to an area but that's just me i don't know well you gotta think like how many graves are you disturbing by digging things up like that because people's been buried for millions of years 
right well and also too not only that but like the like you were saying like disturbing the environment and stuff as well because people don't always care about animal habitats and stuff like that so you're digging into these these areas where these like animals have always lived and destroying their home and just messing things up for them in general you know like messing with their ecosystem yeah i just think it's bad to do that so this pond there was a murder there in 2002 from the reports that i read there also have been multiple like suicides and things there as well which isn't uncommon for national parks and ponds and stuff because a lot of times those are the kind of places that people will choose to end their lives so that just adds a whole nother layer of like sadness and stuff onto that but christopher kennedy was murdered there in 2002 he was stabbed to death and it it's said that he was stabbed about 13 times and again this is a well-documented case especially since it happened somewhat i mean it just happened 20 years ago you know so like this is uh, the subject of a lot of true crime podcasts and you can find blogs and all kinds of stuff like that going more into what happened to him but some people do speculate that the hauntings are related directly to that crime to him dying there but you know i'm sure he's not the only spirit that may be in the in the area people report feeling something like watching them and then also it feels like they're being touched by something and it will leave like a slimy feeling on their skin ew so many people feel a sense of dread and like severe nausea while they're there that will begin abruptly there's reports of disembodied laughter shadow figures orbs of light all kinds of stuff like that on like the hiking trails and stuff and then the pond itself people will see figures floating above the water and also see figures below the water the water will sometimes just like i like with the moose lake story like they'll be splashing as if somebody's in there but that you can't swim in that pond it's not allowed so clearly it has to be something else that's doing that and then there's also one report that i found but i couldn't find any names or anything like that so i'm not sure on the validity of this but i'm going to mention it anyway a paranormal investigator went there to investigate in 2006 and supposedly was driven insane from whatever spirits con- like they contacted while they were there and they committed suicide after the investigation oh wow yeah but i couldn't find a name i know there's several reasons why maybe you wouldn't be able to find the exact information but also it could just be lore but either way it's creepy and i wanted it's to mention creepy. It. yeah um, and also, I guess, just to kind of give you, like, a warning, if you want to go there and do an investigation, there is a possibility that something bad could happen to you, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> but yeah, overall, this place sounds like it's loaded with paranormal activity and lots of uh, active spirits and things like that there. And this has been pretty well documented. There's some... Uh, extremely well-documented paranormal investigations that have happened there that you can find on uh, Mysterious Universe and also on onlyinyourstate.com. Both of those places had had some of this stuff, like, recorded. And I just, the, the Mysterious Universe post, I didn't want to 
I didn't want to like steal their post or whatever, you know, because like that's kind of like a blog and they wrote somebody's full out like experience on there. So if you want to go read that, it's pretty creepy. So yeah, just uh I would go check that out. I actually found a lot of my information on uh, onlyinyourstate.com. They've They're got a lot of cool stuff on there. Yeah, they're a good resource. Um, the next place that I'm going to talk about is Ford Warden State Park in Washington. In Washington State? Yes. Yeah, okay. So this place was originally designed as a military base back in 1889. It was uh, built for the coastal defense system. And uh, it ended up actually turning into like a small city. It was there until... 1953 and it was shut down and purchased by the state in 57 when it became a treatment center for troubled youth and it was that through the 1970s okay so lots of weird energy there sounds like yeah well there's just a lot going on there's also a military cemetery there Mm -hmm. and apparently also uh back when it was a military base there was a soldier who killed himself there too Okay. But now it's just a little city, like a, just a really nice little place to visit. Like it's described as being a beautiful little city full of restaurants and cottages and campgrounds. And you can camp uh, in forests staying on the beach, but it has been considered to be one of the most haunted places in all of Washington. I could see that. There's been a lot of paranormal activity reported here. Uh, there's been reports of campers and hikers hearing moans from the halls and from the barracks on cloudy days, specifically um, at dusk. So lots the, can, what? I'm sorry. I was just going to say, so the ghosts don't like bad weather. They prefer the sunshine. They just like it on cloudy days. <laughs> on a cloudy day. <laughs> Where's my sunshine? <laughs> That's why they're moaning. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Ew, clouds, gross. But also, um, at dusk, people reported seeing lights inside some of the buildings that do not have electricity. Creepy. They've also reported smelling burning coal and sulfur in front of one of the main houses in the little town. And also, there is a photo of a spirit in purple clothing that was captured by a paranormal investigator from Seattle. So the smell of uh, like sulfur and stuff makes me feel like maybe there's a gateway there to like, you know, to hell or something. <laughs> to you know. <laughs> you, know <laughs> place. you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it definitely could be something like that. Like the veil could be very like thin there. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that that definitely sounds like there could be like a, a a like a gateway there or like a very thin veil there. Also, I wonder like why do you think spirits show up as lights so often? Like, what is that? Why do they do? Like, is it just energy? Do you think or like? I wonder what that is. I don't know if they're necessarily showing up as lights or if it is because it's just high energy and it's going. That's a way for them to communicate. Um, spoiler alert, if anybody's watched uh, Stranger Things, oh, when man. they're in the Upside Down, that's how they communicate with people in the real world is through the lights. Right, like lights and it's primarily lights, like electronic stuff in general, but lights primarily. So, I mean, I kind of get that same vibe, like when people pass on to, you know, the next life or whatever, they 
find whatever means they can to communicate with, you know, this world. And it's been shown that spirits and ghosts and stuff have like, like they show up as energy. Right. Which I guess so, is why they appear as orbs and stuff in photos and things like that. So it's like, even though that there's no power running to that house, they could, like, it's still all hooked up and stuff. It's still electrical. Right. You know, yeah. like use their energy and make it light up. Right. That's interesting. So my last campground is going to be Mammoth Cave. And uh, this is located in Kentucky. The campground, so there is a campground there, but I think most of these hauntings, they actually happen within the caves themselves and and not necessarily the campground, but where, you know, it's all kind of connected. I figured this still works. (laughs) But Mammoth Cave is one of the biggest uh, cave systems in the country, and there have been over 150 ghost sightings reported there. There's lots of reasons, like, why one of them being that they house tuberculosis tuberculosis patients inside the cave for a time, trying to get them better by, you know, using the dry cave air or whatever. This didn't work. They died anyway. So that adds to it. And then also... There was an enslaved man named Stephen Bishop. He was born in 1820, and his enslaver, Frank Gorlin, bought Mammoth Cave. And when Stephen became old enough, I think he was about 19, Stephen became the tour guide at that point, and that was in like 1839. And he had a love for the caves, and even when he wasn't working, he would still spend time, like, going through them and just kind of exploring them and stuff like that. After he died in uh, 1857, people still reported seeing him there, and he sometimes will appear now, like, within tour groups, when tour groups are there, he'll just kind of pop up and stand there next to people and not say anything or anything like that. There's other reports of him blowing out torches or candles, and sometimes he also appears with the spirits of an unknown woman and children. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, and I think that would be kind of like, I don't know, just imagine you're doing a tour and you look over next to you and there's just a ghost standing there beside of you. Like, that would be so creepy. Another ghost that's there is that of a woman who is known only as Melissa. She supposedly wrote a letter before she died confessing that she had taken her, this per. there was a man she was in love with. They couldn't be together because he was like a lot older than her. So like she convinced him to go to the caves with her and he, she got him lost inside the caves and left him behind to die there. And in her letter, but that she wrote to like this newspaper confessing what had happened She wrote the letter because she was dying of tuberculosis as well. And then once she passed away, supposedly her spirit became trapped there in that cave. So people will report seeing both her and the man that she caused to die inside of that cave. Oh, that's so tragic. It's sad. And also, like, I I don't know, like, if that man wasn't also in love with her, could you imagine the awkwardness of that? (laughs) (laughs) And you're both stuck there for eternity. 
Yeah, and she's just like, oh, I'm sorry I caused you to die. And he's like, I'm sorry I didn't have feelings for you. (laughs) (laughs) And then people also will see phantom limbs there, which is, you know, just like limbs with no bodies attached to them, like legs. Ew, I hate that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, There have been reports of a woman with a knife stabbed into her chest that will appear who seems to be looking out through the cave towards like the roadway. And then people also hear disembodied voices and will sometimes see men in suits inside there as well. So Men in suits? Yeah, like ghosts of men in suits. Hmm. Maybe somebody took... <laughs> maybe somebody took their, like, their salespeople to that cave as, like, a team building <laughs> exercise and they all got oh lost. Oh, my God. That sounds like an episode of The Office. but they all get lost in there and and they died and that's why (laughs) just a gaggle of salesmen a gaggle of salesmen (laughs) stuck in the caves now they can't sell anybody anything (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i didn't know mammoth cave was haunted i'd never heard it heard about it before like i i've heard of mammoth cave and you know i knew it was like a really pretty area and a nice cave system and all that stuff but i'd never heard ghost stories about it before so i thought that was really cool when i learned about that yeah i hadn't either like well everybody in this area knows what mammoth cave is i know a lot of people i know have actually like went there i remember uh there being a field trip to mammoth cave when i was a kid but i don't believe that i got to go for some reason yeah uh, they stopped do- like they they always did the field trip like for the fifth graders and they quit doing it the year before i got into fifth grade so i never got that to may go have either. been what the issue was because we're in the same grade so but yeah i mean i guess mammoth cave is like one of kentucky's best like natural wonders or whatever and that's why we all know about it and stuff but knowing that it's haunted makes it just that much more interesting to me yeah now i really do want to go <laughs> right. it wasn't that big of a deal to me when i was a kid but <laughs> <laughs> now that you i am know much you, more interested now that you know you might get to take a tour with a ghost i mean you know <laughs> with the men in black ghosts right the the lost businessmen <laughs> i need to write that i feel like that would be a good story <laughs> That does sound pretty good, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the last place that we're going to talk about is actually also in Kentucky, partially. This is the Lane Between the Lakes National Recreation Area, which is a peninsula going between Lake Berkeley and Kentucky Lake that actually has two states and three counties in it. So it's got Trig County and Lyon County, Kentucky and Stewart County, Tennessee. So it covers a lot of area. Yeah, so it's like this big uh, peninsula <laughs> yeah. type area. And uh, there's been a lot of crazy paranormal activity and stuff happened here. The first thing that I'm going to cover is some real life stuff. So you guys may have heard of this because it's one of Tennessee's most high-profile unsolved murder cases, but it's uh, the Lost Child Murders from 1980. In September of 1980, two sisters, Carla Atkins, 14, and Vicki Stout, 16, went missing in Lane Between the Lakes. And they were found October 5th of 1980 
and they were both shot in the head and dead. Well, that's sad. Yeah, uh, and it's actually still unsolved to this day. Like, nobody's been arrested, and they've not gotten any leads to what happened to these kids. So they were missing for almost a whole month, and then their bodies were just randomly found, and they were shot. So aside from that uh, terrible real-life thing, one of the biggest ghost stories for the area, and it's called the Phantom Trucker. So the legend says that a truck driver wrecked and died in the lane between the legs and now haunts the area. And now he will follow you in his truck until you leave. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people report saying like headlights in the rear view mirror and people like tailgating them. Yeah. Like somebody tailgating them and like a lot like right up on their car. And then sudden, like within like a second, it'll be like a hundred feet behind their car. And then suddenly it's right behind their car again and things like that. Oh, that's wild. And then also, and this is a pretty well-known thing, too. You guys may know about this. And uh, I'm also going to go ahead and shout out Brothers Podcast for this one because his uh, episode this week on wrestling with the paranormal and abnormal is actually all about the dog man. Yeah. The lane between the lakes beast, otherwise known. So some say he resembles Bigfoot and others say that he has wolf-like characteristics, but uh, he's supposed to stand around seven feet tall and a lot of people connect him to the murders and missing people and animals in the area. But if you want to learn more about that, then you can head over to his podcast and listen to him talk about it. Yeah, because that's the whole episode is about that. And I also had learned a a while back about the land between the lakes a little bit from the Instagram page Tea and Cryptids, which if you all enjoy learning little snippets and seeing like artwork and stuff of cryptids, I highly recommend that page. They're a lot of fun as well. Yeah, we both follow that page on Instagram. Actually, I love them. Yeah, I do too. (laughs) The land between the lakes sounds like it's got a lot going on. And I feel like the more kind of crazy stuff that happens in an area, the more, you know, it's so unusual, I feel like, too, to have a a cryptid and a haunting and also a a murder all in the same area. Well, it is a pretty vast area because, like I said, it's it's two states and three counties. So it's a pretty big place. Uh, But there is a lot happening there. Like, like there's never, it sounds like there's never really a dull moment here. So they got the trifecta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I I definitely would love to check out some of these places that we're talking about. But um, I feel like that would be one. That and Mammoth Cave would be a doable one for us. Yeah, I think so, too. Of course, you know, if anybody out there listening has been to any of these places, absolutely send us stories or encounters or anything that you might have had there. Because we'd love to hear about that stuff. Yeah, I'd love to see some pictures or anything that like even if it's not like paranormal if you guys just have some pictures of these areas we'd love to see those and we could post them this week too yeah and and we'll give you uh as always we'll give you credit and stuff for it you know like we'll give you a little shout out but we But we, we love hearing from you all and stuff and so after this episode, we've got two more for you for ha- Haunted Summer Month. 
I know the summer continues to go on for a while still, but, you know, we, we do this by month and not season. And this was just kind of like an introduction into the season of summer. But we had an extra Friday in this month. So we get to bring you an extra episode for this one. And I'm really excited about that. So our our next episode is going to be our regularly scheduled cryptid episode. We're going to do like Sasquatch and just some different stories and stuff getting in the Sasquatch and Bigfoot and things, you know. But for our extra episode this month, we are going to be doing something that's going to be a lot of fun and a lot of like a lot of different almost. Of- <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of different. <laughs> And a lot different than uh, other episodes that we've done. So we're going to be talking about campfire stories. And on top of that, we are going to tell you all our own campfire stories. Yeah, so you guys make sure that you tune in for that. And also, if you guys have any uh, fun campfire stories, we'd love to hear them. Like, you can always DM us on our Facebook, Instagram, or now Twitter. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) We are on the Twitter. (laughs) we have officially uh joined the world of the birds which seems to be dangerous for moths but you know (laughs) we live on the edge here yes um before i give out all of our our uh, contact stuff there too i just kind of wanted to say and i i think this just slipped my mind on me but when you were talking about the land between the lakes i love a ghost story about a vanishing trucker or a vanishing hitchhiker those are like my two favorite kinds of ghosts because i find them to be the creepiest so i'm like that just made me really excited that they have one of those (laughs) Uh oh i'm gonna keep that in mind (laughs) when i'm writing my story (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) so uh if you all want to send us anything any stories pictures anything like that you can reach us at our email which is the midnight moth podcast at gmail.com you can reach out to us on instagram and of course you know give us a follow on there if you haven't followed us on there already um, and that is going to be the midnight moth podcast and you can also find us on facebook at the midnight moth podcast and you can find us on Twitter at the Midnight Moth Pod, or I'm sorry, no, the at Midnight Moth Pod. And if you would like to reach out to our co-ghost Molly, she has her own Instagram account where you can contact her. Yeah, you guys can find me under TMM underscore co-ghost. And again, I love to hear from you guys. I love getting your messages. I love getting your feedback. So anything that you guys want to uh, send me a DM about, like it's always open. Uh, I'm always, you know, here to talk and stuff, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, yes, (laughs) anything you could want from a podcast host. (laughs) Yeah. Anything that I could do for you as a podcast host, I will gladly do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And also before we sign off here too. You know, we started this month out with our alien and UFO sighting episode. I did later find a really awesome documentary on Hulu that if you all are into UFOs and stuff, I highly recommend checking out. That's called The Unacknowledged. And uh, there is some really amazing information in that documentary. And I wish I would have found it before we did the episode because woo man (laughs) we could always make a poster video about it 
yeah I might do that because it is it is very good I highly recommend it (laughs) but yeah um as always you know we really appreciate you all every time we get listens and stuff on on our episodes and we see you all interacting with our posts and things like that it does make us feel really good and we're glad that uh, that you all are enjoying the content that we're bringing to you. And I hope that you continue to listen and continue to enjoy our uh, crazy banter and these weird paranormal things that we like to cover. I hope you all enjoyed last week's episode about the our movie review for Evil Dead. And uh, anything that you, maybe suggestions, if you have anything you would like to hear us cover, if you have a movie you'd like to recommend to us or anything like that, let us know. I did actually get a movie recommendation that's a low-budget film called Dark Harvest. And I think I'm going to look into that, but um, we may or may not be doing that at some point. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, so um, I was told that it would be a good idea for uh, like around Halloween because it's harvest stuff. So maybe we'll we'll throw it in there as like a little bonus thing because I know we're going to do some extra stuff during Halloween. So my first thought was like maybe some kind of like killer scarecrow or something. You know, I think that's what it's about. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now I have a Right, I, I haven't watched these, so you know, well, we'll have to look into it. But, um, but yeah, we did get that recommendation. So, but yeah, as always, we we appreciate you all, and we will be right back here next week with a brand new episode. So, until then, we'll keep the lantern burning for you. <laughs>